That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy. Like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello, Caviar Dreamers. I'm Margaret Josephs. And I'm Lexi Buputo. And every week we are bringing you entrepreneur real stories from leaders, disruptors, change makers, and risk takers. We may not be serious, but we seriously mean business. Hi, Caviar Dreamers. Hello, Caviar Dreamers. Do you know why we're here today, Caviar Dreamers? We're going to talk about the art of saying no. Which we are fucking terrible at. You know, I'm trying to get better at. We make each other worse. Yes. Even last weekend, I was like, could you do an award show on Saturday night? That would be like really fun. And you're like, no. I'm like, you sure? I know. You tried to talk me into it. You know what it is? What is it that we as humans have guilt saying no when we need to take care of ourselves? Why do we overschedule ourselves? Why do I always feel bad if I say no to something? I, you know, even though I want to come from a place of yes, and it's very important to come from a place of yes, yes, we'll do this, yes, we'll do this. But you can't say yes to the detriment of your own health, well-being. Listen, I'm freaking exhausted. I want to pass out. I think you say Yes, because you don't want to let someone down and you feel guilty and you want to make sure that you make, you know, that that you show up for people and show people that you care. I think sometimes I like to say yes, because I think it could end any minute. So just max it out to the max. But what's going to happen is I'm going to max it out to the max that it ends me in the minute. That's why you say yes. I say yes, because I'm like, let's go. Let's like you, you think it. you're going to it's going to end at any minute. I mean, like, I look at things and I'm like, all right, so like this week we're out almost every night. and I Out every night. And I have like, oh, it's like the angel and the devil. It's like the two sides. So like I look at Nino and I'm like, should I feel really guilty? Like I didn't get to see you a lot this week. But then the other side of me is like, but you could next week be like, I don't know, hopefully not cancel, but people could fucking hate you. No one could want to hang out with you. And you could be sat alone staring at four walls. So make the most of every minute because you only get one life. I mean, I I get decision fatigue. We've talked about this with other people, but I like, you know, I am learning the art of saying no at my age. We're not going to talk about my age because it's not young anymore, but (laughs) I am learning to say no because when I do say yes, I, you know, for me to get out of the house is like draining. I want to be honest with you. I have a hard time doing my own makeup. So now I'm paying to have my makeup done all the time. You know, everyone's going to say, oh, Marge, that's a luxury, blah, blah, blah. No, I'm a lazy fucking bitch because I'm too tired. Well, it's also, t- it's tiring. And I will say, like, when you go out of the house, it is, you do have to be switched on all the time. Yes, that's I, not I am switched on. And the whole thing is I've gotten lazy. I am trying to pack a lot of things into a day. 
And now I have to learn to pick and choose. And I, I feel guilty. And I don't want everybody else who's listening to this to feel guilty. People, we can only do so much in a day and do it well. It's true. I cannot do everything well. You cannot do everything well. Lexi, truthfully, she does most things well. No. You know, I'll say 99.9% of the time she does everything perfect. But she's getting tired too. She's, you know. I started the concerta a little bit. I stole oh. some from someone. She stole somebody's concerta. I've been cutting it in half. Cooking she has it not up been my, snorting it. We're going to just bathroom. openly admit it's from her, Brian. Where you know she didn't steal it from friends. It was from a family member. I bought it on a corner on Canal Street. No, she bought. Um, she got it from her husband. Yeah, I got who's it. Who's still I not her ex husband? But then uh, we got yelled at about that. I'm just exhausted. I feel like everyone yells at me. You try and live authentically, and then you get lambasted for it. You're accused of. I'm accused of sleeping with your husband. I mean, that's a whole other story. I'm just. We're like, going to talk about that after. I'm just like dumb, but the concerta, I, I have recent thoughts that go like an Italian roundabout, you know, with you bubble around your head in every direction. So the concerta's helping, but now I am like, oh, maybe I'm too focused, so I don't, I'm not paying attention to people in the moment. It's very like, ooh. well, when Lexi first went on the concerta, which she self-medicated with, she felt she was lonely in her head. My head was empty. Her, she felt her head was empty because she's so used to so many racing thoughts. I could hear blades of grass rubbing together. Blades of grass rubbing together. She was so she was so focused. I was like and lonely in her thoughts. There. She kept saying, "I'm lonely." I go, "But Lexi, I'm right here. How could you be so lonely?" But she felt lonely in her thoughts. I was very lonely. Thoughts were coming like a slow bus, you know, just one at a time through my brain. But now, I actually feel better. Like yesterday, I achieved a lot. But again. We measure so much in achievements and how much you could get done in a day and how quickly you could get through your schedule and did you manage to pack all this in? And we overschedule our kids. We overschedule our social life. We need to schedule in the schedule some unscheduling. <laughs> yes, we have to schedule the unscheduling. Everything doesn't have to be scheduled. You know what I'm saying? Now, I just want to go back to the medication one second. I probably have ADD. You definitely I go do. I definitely do. Okay. I go from one thing to the next. I don't, I can't finish a task all the time. You know, my thoughts are scattered in my head. I probably should be medicated for ADD, but I think that's why I'm so creative because these creative thoughts just come into my brain and I, I do a lot of things. And that's why, you know, I have this quick wit because the thoughts just keep coming. Well, I don't want, the- I don't want it to kill my mojo, but I have taken a short acting Ritalin a few mm. times and I, and I did feel much calmer and did not have a headache. You know, well, that's the thing, isn't it? We're a country that over medicates for everything. Yeah. So I don't I don't want to take anything. I know. That's the scary I already take thing. shit for my migraines. I'm on. I have to take extra stuff for my hormone replacement. I have my pellets, but then I got to take the progesterone at night. Oof. You know, I lot. take my supplements. Oof, girl, you like rattle when you walk. Yeah, exactly. I take a lot of stuff. I now really I don't take anything. I don't even take anything when I'm sick and you yell at me. Yeah, that's not good. I take the Zyrtec now because the pollen count is so high. As Joe would like to say, the pollens makes it plural. The pollens he does, he is says very the pollens. high. No, it's funny, isn't it? Like I, I'm always like, oh no, I don't want to take that antibiotic. I'll be fine. But like years ago, people were like a random stranger in a nightclub will be like, here's an ecstasy, and I'd be like, great. Do you have any more? It's so weird, isn't it? Like for recreation, you'll do anything. Like surgeries, happy to have an elective surgery. Love an elective surgery. But if someone's like you're sick and you need a surgery, it's like what the fuck? No, no, no one wants to schedule a necessary surgery. But an elective surgery, you know, you could squeeze me in for something, you know, and you know tomorrow I'd be like, no problem. Just I won't eat after midnight. 
Yeah, that's it. Exactly. I, you know, it's funny. I was thinking about this the other day when I fixed my nose in New York all those years ago. I went to see Mary J and Jay-Z at Madison Square Garden the night before. And at 11.59, I ate a Burger King in Madison Square Garden because I knew I couldn't eat after midnight. I know. 11.59 is very close to midnight. I was though. cutting it close. You're cutting it close. You're needs it must. Close. It's okay. It's okay. I, I understand completely. So let's go back to the art of saying no. Because when other people used to say no, I'm like, what a bitch. But now I'm like, I am that bitch. You should be that bitch. I have to learn to say no. No to some plans. No to... You know, when people ask me for certain things, I can't always say yes. I can't, Mm -hmm. I can't always deliver. You know, I want to deliver for everybody, but I have to focus on the people I have to deliver for. Yes. And you have a lot of pressure to deliver, which I think is another thing that people look at people with big lives and think it must be so fun. And I'm not saying our life is not fun because that would be just rude because it is. It is. It is fun. It is fun. And we have a great time and we do a lot of laughing and I am not complaining, but I'm going to use a pop culture example, like let's say the Kardashians. So, you know, their life looks so fun and you might think to yourself, how could these fucking bitches complain? You know, they have everything. They've built all these businesses, but once you do build a big life, the responsibility that comes with it, there's a saying that we've mentioned a thousand times feeding the beast. The more you feed the beast, the more it grows. Yes, it does. And there's and there's a lot of work to maintain that life. Not just it's not financially. It's I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about even emotionally and physically and doing and going. And there's a responsibility and there's a social responsibility that goes with it. It's even as crazy as what people don't think about. Like, you know, you make a artist like, you know, you want to give them enough business so that you're a priority to them. But like you can't just use people for events and then expect them to make your priority when you need them all the time. So you have to like even and that's an emotional thing, thinking through like who you're going to use, making sure you're good to people and add to that the layer of like crediting people on social media and their social responsibility of like posting and keeping up with everyone and sharing your life. Oh, God, I, I want to I'm just exhausted thinking about it. Oof. It's exhausting. Just like, you know, sometimes I feel Joe when he's just like, what do we, you know, what are we doing? What's our plan? I mean, I run his life. Yeah. No one, no, you know, you thank God run, help run my life. But, you know, <laughs> if I didn't have you, I mean, I'd really be screwed. But Joe, he, he never has to have a thought in his head. You know, I think about that all the time because I think maybe I have a very unrealistic vision of marriage because I'm like, you know, I, why should I have to run everything? Why should I have to do everything? But that really might be like a thing. Listen, look at with me and Joe. I mean, he does a lot of things around the house. Well, you guys have a very clear division code. of labor. Yes. And we've, we've had a, this discussion many times. And yes. I just sometimes and, retrain you on it. Yes. We have a clear code. But sometimes I am just like, it is exhausting to have to decide where we're eating. I mean, though, he'll make some suggestions. But those are usually on nights when you really don't want to go out and he forces you off the sofa. Yeah, forces me off the sofa. Because he loves to eat out. Yes, he loves to go out to dinner. He does. Loves to go out to dinner. But I just want people also, you know, there's certain things that, you know, we just can't do in life, you know, where where it's okay to say no. So I just want this podcast to be about where I, I want to give people permission to say no to things. Hmm. I, I, there's nothing wrong with saying no. You're not a bad person if you say no. If you don't want to go to that party, say no. I agree. If you can't make it to that dinner date, say no. 
And it's also okay to say no, because I think this is another thing that like now people will say no to a party and then be like, well, I got to stay home in case someone sees me. It's okay to say no to a party and just be honest about it and say, no, I'm sorry, I can't make it. And then go have your own dinner and do something that's good for you. You don't always have to feign illness or fake it or say I'm out of town. You could just say like, I mean, personally, I'd love to say, no, I don't want to fucking come because I just don't want to fucking come. Yes, exactly. Like we have to be okay with, we don't have to make excuses we don't have to people please, you know, this this life of people pleasing, of making everyone else OK. People are OK, people. It's, a, you know, we have to give everybody more credit. Ooh. They're capable human beings. It's true. The people pleasing is a big sore The point. people pleasing goes along with the, you know, not saying no, because we say yes, because we're afraid we're going to hurt someone else's feelings. So we don't take care of ourselves, or we're trying to make everybody else OK. Everyone's going to be OK. I feel like I was a born people pleaser just by by being nature. British. Yeah, definitely. It's cultural to be a people pleaser. Like you don't want to offend anyone. You don't want to ruffle any feathers. You don't want to step on any toes. We nicely sweep things under the carpet. I think the older I get, the less I am willing to be a people pleaser. And I also see the damage firsthand that people pleasing does. I, I agree. People pleasing is a very hard thing because guess what? If you please everyone else, you please no one. Yeah, and you and let alone certainly fuck yourself. yourself. Yeah, and then you fuck yourself over. And then you're not happy and you're resentful and everything goes down the tubes. The cover-up operations that go into people-pleasing and then coercing the two sides of the conflict to please both just winds up exacerbating the conflict, causing complications and making hell for everybody. So people just need to set clear boundaries. Yes, Exactly. Because that that go everything goes hand in hand. The not being able to say no, saying yes to everything, that's because you're people pleasing. You're trying to make everybody else happy. You're never making yourself happy, trying to make everybody else okay, acting like they're not capable of of handling information or the truth. So that's not giving other people enough credit. That's like actually diminishing other people. It's a it's a whole it's a whole therapeutic thing, just so you know. Well, I feel like one of us should just lie on the sofa at this point. This is very therapeutic. And we're not saying you should just wake up in the morning, call your boss and be like, no, I don't want to come today. No, no that's thank not it. You. No, we're not trying to say, you know, cut everybody off and say, no, I fucking hate you. The people that pay you bills, you should probably try to please them a little bit. Yes. Yes. I mean, you know, when you have a job, you have to please your bosses. That's different. But I'm just saying in, in social situations or other things, it's just you have to take care of yourself. That's what, That's what I'm trying to say. Because if you don't take good care of yourself, you cannot take care of anybody else properly. We had an amazing facial that we took care of ourselves the other day. And when we were in this amazing facial at the Hudson Med Spa, newly opening in Englewood, Englewood, New Jersey, rumored to be having a Jean-Georges restaurant opening. Yes, thank God my town is also our town. I don't want to say my town, but... It, I mean, yeah. it really is your town. I'm just living in it. No, 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 no. I do and the guest the, house. I do, I do, in the guest house, sleeping with my husband. That's yeah, what people are saying. Yeah, that's a whole saying. other story. That's a whole Bridget. other story. I'm not blaming her. It was all over the internet. First. It's everywhere. Uh, don't worry. I, I just would also like to say there are some boundaries that people should adhere to. You know, this week I've been getting a lot of DMs saying I'm disgusting. I'm horrendous. I'm the worst human with vomit faces. And then, you know, one Instagram account, well, Instagram called me while I was picking up my son from school. Phone stalked me through Instagram. It's not okay. 
Just because people share authentic information doesn't mean that you could say whatever you want. Yeah, to them. no, that I get a big kick out of that. People try and call me through Instagram also. And I think that's actually kind of funny, but people think it's okay just to say anything to you. Yes. I get a big kick out of people um, saying that you're sleeping with Joe. I mean, he's like my father. Exactly. You know, he's older, as old as your parents. Yeah. As your 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 father passed away. When I moved here, Joe and my mother made an agreement. And that was that she would take care of me on the one side of the Atlantic and he would step in and be the honorary parent on the other. Exactly. So, so I think it's pretty incestuous for anybody to insinuate that as soon as there's a beautiful woman around someone's husband and they're too close, people start saying disgusting things. Well, you know what it is? I think what pisses me off the most is that like anyone could be sleeping with an older guy. Fine. Absolutely. Anyone could be sleeping with an older guy that you're in close proximity with. Fine. That It's not that's not what offends me that no, someone could no. think of sleep with Joe. What offends me is people think that I would be the kind of person that would do that to you. I think that's where I get so angry. No, I think I think that's absolutely insane. Well, they just they want it to be true because people want something horrible to happen. To and me. I think people are still reeling from Scandaval. You know, yes, absolutely. People are so reeling cut from some Scandaval. people at, like a little pass on that, but not everyone. No, people people are reeling from Scandaval and they think, you know, if it could have happened there. Yes. The best friend. It could happen anywhere. You know, the all about Eve yes. situation, which is the younger woman comes up and, you know, Betty Davis took Eve in and, you know, that movie. Yeah, all I about do. Eve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Buckle up your, you know, it's going to be a bumpy night. Exactly. But you know what it is also? It's offensive because I feel like people are afraid of single women after divorce also. Yeah, which is a little ridiculous. It's insane. It's insane. Every every you know beautiful woman is not after your your husband. No, we're too fucking tired from watching yes. our kids and working and being single parents. We we don't have time to come after your husband. Yes, and as people have to trust their spouses. They do, they do. But obviously, most people don't. This world is becoming a very sick place. It's a very sick place, but we're navigating it one sicko at a time. Yes, we're navigating it one sicko at a time. We're going to do something fun tonight, though. We're going to let loose and enjoy ourselves. Again, a couple of things we didn't say no to, but this I'm is so something glad I we did didn't. not say no to. We're doing a, a few things. By the time this podcast comes out, these things have passed, so no one else could, you know, enjoy these things. But we're doing one thing that's very pertinent, and it's an installation. My friend Derek Warburton, who will mm-hmm. uh, we will have on the podcast invited us to something he is part of where a woman is shaving her head mm-hmm. and revealing her rapist, which is which very is hardcore, powerful. very powerful. The New York Times will be there, you know, because this is important because women are coming forward. She hasn't revealed her abuser for years. And I think it was very hard for her. And we will we will be there. It's very empowering. It's empowering. To survivors. Yeah, to survivors. And that's exactly what it's about. It's a it's a survivor, it's a survivor story. Because women aren't victims, they're survivors. They are anybody who's had some sort of sexual abuse, attack, or anything like that. So we're going to that tonight. And after yep. that intense evening, we are then going to something lighter. Titanic. Titanic. Very Titanic. We're going to see someone who does Celine better than Celine Dion yes, does Celine uh, Dion. the amazing Marla Mandel. Love her. And she's 
fantastic, but she is also leaving Titanic. Yeah, do we know what she's doing next? No, I don't. So I ha- we had to get in and we're going with yeah. our friend Dave, Dave Quinn and, and the fabulous Joe Benigno, who really doesn't say no to much. No, no, he's a yes guy. He's a, he's a yes guy. He loves to go out. So we're doing that. And, uh, and we're not saying no to that. And I think people, what they don't know about me, and maybe you do know this about me. Hmm. Let's see. When I do say yes, I'm a very much a late night girl. I'm not an early morning girl, but I'm a late night girl. I like to stay out late. I could, because I don't drink. I can stay out till three in the morning. I like to stay out late, but recently I've been like, oh, I'm not really drinking. I'm not really drinking. Like I'll not have a drink. I'll have one drink. And then I'll do something stupid like we did on Monday night and have three espresso martinis at 11 p.m. at night. So I'm awake all night anyway. Well, yeah, I stayed out late that night and and I couldn't go to bed because we had we had a beautiful charity event. And then we went out to the monkey bar. We met up with Ariana from Vanderpump Rules, which was a lot of fun. And, and had a fabulous the, new boyfriend who was great. Yes. We met up with, we, we are one of the few who got to meet him. And we met up with some other people. And then we went out to another after hours. Yeah. Campagnole after dark. Campagnole after dark, I call it. And we did that. And it was a great night. But when I got home, I, you know, Joe was mad that he was excluded. So I felt guilty about that. So we'll make up for it tonight. So we're going to make up for it tonight. And we're going to have a late night. I'd also just like to circle back on the, this I mean, obviously this has happened now, but I'd like to circle back on you presenting the award to Amrit and Nicholas at Family Equality. That was such a beautiful night. And I think that I just want to take the time right now to say congratulations. Oh, thank you. Because that was a big honor. That was a very big honor for me. To be asked. I was thrilled to be asked. It was so important. Just so everyone knows what Family Equality is, it is a great organization that... I mean, how could I even put this into words? That well, helps 40 families. years ago, it yes. was started by gay dads yes. in the West because Village everybody, who were losing yes. their rights. Yeah, gay dads were losing their rights. But I just want to say, you know, I think I'm tongue-tied because everything that's going on in Florida. And now we have to make sure that all LGBTQ plus families are recognized as families. And, and family equality is suing the state of Florida for all the crap that they're pulling. So... It's so important to donate to family equality because everybody has the right to be have a family, considered a family, that gay couples can adopt children. Anybody in the LGBTQ plus community can adopt kids and have surrogacy and have a family. Everybody should not be excluded from this. And, you know, it's just so important. And I was so honored to give Amrit and Nicholas an award, uh, the yes. Visibility Award. They were the first... South Asian couple, queer couple to be their wedding to be televised on Bravo, our network, which was so beautiful. But with that being said, that's why family equality in that organization is so important. And and allyship so important. Yes. And that's and even so two things, even after the dissolution of a marriage, like an LGBTQ plus couple, one of the parents could completely lose custody if the other parent decides because the rights are gone. So that pissed me off because that's so unfair. Yeah, that's so ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Two, as well as donating, or if you can't donate, allyship and being vocal and standing up for things that are right, acknowledging that queerness is here and it's here to stay and no one is going to stamp it out. No one, no amount of hate is going to get rid of it. And queerness is a part of 
everyone's rich yes, tapestry of life. Yes, exactly. It's people's fathers, mothers, brothers, aunts, sisters, cousins, teachers. There is somebody in the LGBTQ plus community in every damn family. And I don't give it. I don't understand why people give a shit truth. And about I don't other understand. People, it's just like they do. It's just it's who you choose to love. That's it. I don't see what the issue is and why we are going back in time and making a big deal out of this is so foreign to me. I don't know why we're still talking about this. But, but we have. But the but point we, is we have. But to. we are. And we have to because they're trying to take away the rights. So we have to care and you have to make yourselves care. Okay. Okay. So with that being said, it was a beautiful evening. It was. was And I want to say something. You were very cute because I never see you nervous. I was nervous. Ever. Like like you could like champion anything. But I saw you reading your speech by the table and you, I could see you were like, oh my God, I could see. It was so not you, but you were amazing. It was not me. I kept repeating, you know going over my speech because there was, you know, a little, not tongue twisters, but some words like applicable that I had to say mm-hmm. uh, after advocacy. So it was just like, you know, some alliterations of like words like that advocacy applicable, you know, allyship. right after the other allyship, you know, and things like that. And I did not want to screw it up on a stage in front of 750 people. And Debbie Harry. And Debbie Harry, which I hope everyone knows is Blondie. Because some of the people at my table, I'm not going to say who they are, but I almost pushed them back into the closet because (laughs) that's a joke because that's, you know, it's Blondie. And she was there at the table next to us, along with Katie Holmes, Zach Posen. Yeah. Juliana Huff. Juliana Huff. Who looked beautiful. Stunning. And I was like, I'm speaking in front of all these major people who I admire so much, not to mention the entire LGBTQ plus community of power players and it was just so great to be with all these amazing people. So, of course, I was a little bit nervous. It was amazing. And you were so embraced. Thank you. And you were so grateful. Yes. And, that I, and you, you know, and, the, and that they, you know, that they even knew who I was, was I was I loved it. But to give that award to Amrit and Nicholas was so great. It but, really was. So that was something I didn't say no to, obviously. And though, I'm so glad you didn't. No, it was such a such a beautiful night. But unfortunately, the Saturday night before, I couldn't attend the GLAAD Awards because I was away. And I had to say no to that. And I was sad about that. I was sad about that too, but because maybe I would have been able to go with you. I love to tag along to everything. No, but you it, don't tag along. You're my plus one. No, I love to tag along. But it's funny. You also don't know. This, this is where I get conflicted. You don't know what when you say yes to something where it could lead you. Like we've made some beautiful friendships that night, some connections for the future. We found an organization that we know we want to be involved in in some capacity going forward. So the yes led to so many more things. So now I'm right back at that moment that we started back at the top of the show where it's like, I better not say no, because what if it's all over tomorrow? So in this episode, I've learned absolutely nothing. No, 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 that's not true. You know what it is? You have to pick and choose what you could do. If you say no, you can't feel guilty. Don't feel bad about things. Everyone has to take care of themselves so you could be your best version of yourself. That's actually a good thing. Just make peace with your decision, right? Make and then peace it's with done. your decision. Don't don't feel bad about it. If you say yes, which I do, you show up and you bring your A game. Yes. Don't say yes and begrudge saying yes and be like, ah, I wish I said no. I hate that shit. I always want everybody to show up and deliver when they say yes. That's what you have to do. That's important. I always say to Joe, if you're going to be in a bad mood, you're too tired, just stay home. Yeah. Because if you're going to come be a douche, don't show up. 
Yeah. Show up, bring your A game, deliver. It's so true. So true. That's what I say. And if you say no, just go with your decision. Don't feel bad all night. Don't be having FOMO. Don't wish you were there and just be happy about it. Lean into the JOMO, lean into the FOMO, wherever you lean, just lean in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's okay. It's it's absolutely okay. So I guess, you know, this is a podcast. We we covered a lot of things. We covered a lot of things that we did. Caviar okay. Dreamers, we just, we really, we love you a lot. We're, We're very, very grateful. grateful. We're grateful for all of you who listen every single week. Everyone who writes to us, Tina Kravitz, Justin, everyone who listens every week. So many people write to us. Yeah. I, did I tell you I was on a plane? Alicia Grande told yeah. me she listens as she goes to her exercise class in White Plains. I love that. I was on a plane and a girl yells, Lexi, I listen to your podcast every week. I know, which really, that puts us in a good mood because I feel like we bring pertinent information. I mean, we're business light. We're information yes. light. You know, we we might be serious, but we, you know, not that serious, but we seriously mean business. You know, we just, we want to bring information in a fun way. And we just like to hear the sound of our own voice. Yeah. Maybe you don't like the sound of my voice. Nobody likes the sound of my voice. We've covered that already. But Caviar Dreamers, I want you guys to have a great week. Write to us. Click follow. Yeah. Tell us what you want yeah, to Yeah. Tell hear. us what, what subjects you guys want to hear. Also leave a review. Yes. Leave a review about how amazing we are. <laughs> yeah, how wonderful we are, how the audio quality is great and how you love my accent. Yeah, so just you know and let us know if there's some things that you guys want to discuss. Yeah, because we have a lot of thoughts on everything. There is no subject that we do not personally have an opinion on. Exactly. You're never going to hear the words, I don't know, come out of my mouth. Nope. Nope. You are not. You are not. Have a great week, Caviar Dreamers. Bye, Caviar Dreamers. Thanks for listening. And if you love the podcast, don't forget to leave us a five-star review at Apple Podcasts. Follow me at The Real Margaret Josephs. And me at The Life of Mrs. B. And the podcast at Caviar Dreams Tuna Fish Budget. Tune in every Wednesday for new episodes. Keep Keep dreaming, dreaming, Caviar Caviar Dreamers. Dreamers.